honoring Prince five years after his death today with music from the Purple One, of course. 140, News Talk 830 WCCO. Adam Carter filling in for Chad this final half hour. Chad off to get his uh, second vaccine, but, uh, you know, he always gets on us about commitment. He could have done the show from the car. I don't see why not. But anyway, uh, it is my pleasure to uh, do our weekly installment of Playing Politics, our partnership with the Star Tribune Editorial Board. And John Rash and Patricia Lopez from the Editorial Board join me today. Hello to both of you. Hi, Adam. Uh, Thanks for having us. Sure. The verdict, the reaction, uh, thankfully, a calm night in Minneapolis, I mentioned, is last night at 8 o'clock when I walked to my car. Um, It was hard not to notice that, first of all, there were more people on the streets of downtown than I'd seen in a long time, but there was generally happier people on the streets Mm -hmm. of downtown. Uh, As national news outlets have been here for so long, everybody had their eyes on the city yesterday and for the weeks before that. How do you think we're viewed today and is it any different than we were viewed 24 hours ago? Patricia, you first, yeah, then John. I think it's different. Go ahead, Pat. I, I, I do think it's different. Um, you know, people were expecting, while well, the media was expecting, um, they were preparing for uh, so much civil unrest. And I think when um, you got this, it was a, an incredible release of tension uh, all across the city. And people just... Um, Honestly, joyful, I think, and appreciative of a measure of justice. It's not, you know, complete justice because nothing brings back George Floyd, um, but it is the start of accountability. And uh, one of the things I saw that struck me, I was um, coming home and saw a woman uh, standing alone near uh, the freeway off 280 uh, with her hand just upraised, um, just a fist upraised. And I, I think it was just a silent testament to something that people have been waiting for for a very long time. John? I concur that uh, people definitely felt and acted differently yesterday. The international eyes that are upon us certainly took note of that. And from a broader perspective, took note of a relatively well-conducted courtroom proceeding that was greatly aided by it being transparent because of the live streaming that was available there. And I think, unfortunately, as this verdict was announced in the same afternoon, a shooting of a young black teenager in Columbus, Ohio, points out how widespread this issue has been around the country. And while all eyes indeed were on Minneapolis, this isn't isolated to this community. And I think that as the nation looks upon what has happened here, they also look at what has happened in their cities or states or regions and realizing that as so many speakers all the way up to President Biden yesterday said that this is just the beginning and that the racial reckoning that the country has been going through since that tragic night last year in May 25th will continue. Major news today. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, pa- Patricia, you had some to add? Rec- yeah, the reckoning started long before that. But yeah, I agree that Biden's remarks were incredibly um, important, especially when it's followed by um, news of a Department of Justice investigation uh, into the Minneapolis Police Department, uh, which I I understand now some activists are asking to have broadened uh, to include uh, other metro departments, including Brooklyn Center. 
I was that was where I was going next. This uh, investigation from the Justice Department, the goal, obviously, to identify problems within the Minneapolis Police Department and change them. Now, this is the city council still wants to dramatically change how this city is policed. I guess how will the DOJ move today to change the mission of many on the city council or will it at all? Patricia, you first. Well, I think, um, you know, one thing that it may wind up doing is inspiring a little more confidence in uh, the fact that, you know, attention is being brought to this. We don't yet, of course, know what the outcome of the investigation will be. Um, But I think it gives people hope that the idea is to reform policing, uh, not to eliminate it. And, um, you know, this is a department badly in need of this. Uh, One thing I wanted to note is that we did, the Star Tribune did an analysis in um, June that showed that uh, for the department as a whole, only about 3% of misconduct complaints ever result in discipline. That's compared to Seattle, where it's 20%, uh, New Orleans, where it's 14%. I mean, you you hardly ever have officers disciplined in the Minneapolis Police Department. And, you know, when you get multi-million dollar settlements the way we've had, not just one, um, it it shows a real problem. John, do you think this move by the DOJ at least kind of calms that call for uh, defunding and serious reform of the police department, at least for now? It certainly may among some voters who have confidence in the system after the verdicts and after this DOJ announcement and the subsequent investigation. I don't think that it necessarily will quell council members who have been calling for this in the wake of the murder of George Floyd last year. And my sense is that, you know, there will be few, if any, who will decide that, you know, perhaps they should take a pause on this at this point. If anything, you know, it might stiffen their resolve in terms of saying if the DOJ is investigating the police force and and the methods, you know, in which they use uh, that there's a reason for our desire to have significant changes as well. But I think Patricia is quite right that, you know, some Minneapolitans, as they consider this issue, may look at it with a little bit more confidence here. And I think it also helps that confidence that the police chief today expressed a welcome of this investigation, said that indeed the department will fully cooperate. And, you know, as opposed to a sense, at least from the top, that that this is something that's imposed or that they're fighting at this point, that is not the message that he gave today. Yeah, as did this. a little premature to, um, you know, to try to figure out what council members are going to do or how they're going to proceed. You know, what we know so far is that all of them, the council, the mayor, the police chief, um, our two senators have all pledged uh, cooperation and welcomed the investigation. So I I think that is um, a good sign. It shows that all of them will be working together. Um, I should also note we have a state investigation by the Human Rights Department that started in June. And uh, hopefully there will be coordination uh, between the Human Rights Department and the Justice Department on those two investigations. Yeah, Senator Klobuchar calling for a little uh, work to for the federal government to work with the state as that investigation mm-hmm. already underway. Do the More to the politics of this, uh, with all the press conferences we had yesterday, one that I noticed didn't happen was Operation Safety Net. And uh, the, the criticism that Governor Walls has faced uh, for Operation Safety Net, specifically how it was used in the aftermath of the Dante Wright shooting. Uh, the governor's faced significant criticism from progressives, so much so there's been no confidence vote 
lawsuits against him from some of these more progressive groups. John, you first. Uh, how much damage do you think has been done to Governor Walls? Certainly among progressives there is damage, but in terms of what impact it will have remains to be seen. You know, the most significant shift could be if a progressive challenger emerges to try to take the DFL nomination in 2022 when the governor is going to run for re-election. There's no immediate sign of that happening at this point. But I think that among most Minnesotans, they perhaps looked at the difficult situation the governor was in, in the criticism that he faced for the post-George Floyd killing protests, which left a figurative and literal scar in Minneapolis among Lake Street and other areas, and the sense that the National Guard was not deployed quickly or effectively enough, and that there wasn't a robust response all the way down to the burning in the third precinct, clearly that's something for every reason, including political ones, that he couldn't have happen again. I do think that many people, certainly myself and you know, my guess is all of our colleagues at the Star Tribune and WCCO, but in the broader community, were deeply disappointed and really want reform in terms of how law enforcement has been treating the press. And this has become a national issue at many of these protests across the country, but again, at the center here in the Twin Cities and multiple cases of members of the media who are either been harassed or arrested or injured in the many cases, including at least two of our Star Tribune colleagues. And that's something that all the way to the top of leadership has got to change, and it needs to filter down through everyone wearing a uniform every day, but particularly during these protests. Patricia, about a minute left. Your, your thoughts on that, how much damage has been done to Governor Walls on, on the progressive side? You know, this is, this is the classic case of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yep. Um, he got a lot of criticism from the right for not calling out enough troops, for not having it rapid, a rapid enough response uh, during the George Floyd unrest, and now this time uh, on the left from progressives. There has to be a way, a way to strike um, you know, a balance here. And I, I think that is an ongoing um, effort. They're going to have to look at this now and figure out how to recalibrate, for instance, treatment of journalists that, you know, that can't go on. Um, how do they treat actual peaceful protesters and distinguish that from people who are, you know, committing acts of violence yep. and mayhem? Um, there, there, um, there has to be a, a better balance struck, I think. Patricia Lopez, John Rash from the Star Tribune Editorial Board. Thank you both, as always. Thank you. Thank you.